Hey, everybody, and welcome to Real Life, Real Faith. This is your host, Cheryl A.C. Donovan, and we are glad that you have joined us here this evening for our interview spotlight with Erica Kane. Erica Kane is an American-born singer, songwriter, producer, and visionary who in 2009 recorded her self-titled debut album, which became an international hit. Erica is truly one of the music industry's leading and best-selling recording artists, and she has graced the world with chart-topping albums and songs in the USA and internationally. Erica's music is also a staple within the reality television world, and some of her songs like Here With Me, For The Lovers, Because I Love You, and Make It have all been featured on various VH1, BET, and MTV programming. Also take note that Erica's latest release, Love Makes a Woman, which is, of course, available worldwide on a digital platform, is currently charting on the top ten of the U.S. sales charts right now. And we are more than happy to be welcoming Erica Kane. Hi, Erica. Oh, my goodness. That was such a beautiful introduction. Thank you. <laughs> you are so welcome. So, listen, we told all of those things about you. We said all of that, and all of that is really, really wonderful. But if you had to um, introduce yourself to our listening audience, what would you tell them about Erica Kane? Well, along with all the, um, you know, things that I that I am, like songwriter, producer, artist, um, I'm also a visionary. Um, you know, I look towards the future. I see a broad, expansive view of what, you know, the future should look like as far as, um, you know, uniting as one human race. And I just see a bigger picture. And I try to put that into my music in an inspirational and uplifting way. Mm -hmm. So that's basically, you know, who I am as an artist as far as, what my message is and what I want people to really feel. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, one of the things here at Real Life, Real Faith, we always talk about wanting to empower people and inspire them and uplift them. And I know I had an opportunity to look at some of your social media pages, in particular your Instagram, and I see that you do a lot of um, positive posts there. And I was just curious, why, why do you do that? Why do you think it's important for you to um, put, put the positivity out there into the atmosphere? Well, because I think there really isn't enough of it. Um, There is a lot of it, but it doesn't necessarily get the attention, right? A lot of negative things seem to um, get more attention than the positive. So I think the more we all can do as far as spreading a positive message and uplifting each other, um, especially women uplifting women is very crucial. I think that's like life-changing when you have when you have supportive team of women around you and even if you don't know who they are and you know they come across your timeline um you say something nice and and you know supportive i just think the small things make a difference and people are on the internet all day right they're on instagram scrolling through you know the feeds and um even when people are at work right they're sitting they're sitting around doing it so um, you're always, or we are always, connecting with a certain energy when we're doing that. So I just like to make sure that the energy that I put out is positive um, in every direction. So is there anybody in particular that um, that really kind of does that for you, that inspires you? And if so, can you think of a piece of advice that they may have given you that, that still sticks with you now? Um. 
Nobody specifically. I mean, there's a, I have a lot of, actually, I have a lot of fans that I stay in touch with on my social media. And they, uh, they inspire me because they're always putting out uplifting messages and supporting other women artists. Um, as far as a piece of advice, I always really go back to my mother. Um, she was a big supporter of my voice and me being a singer and just going after my dreams. And when I was young, I was very, like, I, you know, you go through that stage where you're, you know what you want to do. You know what your passion is, but it's like taking a big leap, right? You have to, like, mm-hmm. overcome your fears of, you know, what could happen if you, if you really follow your dream, like what will people say, how will people react. So I definitely went through a phase where, you know, my teenage years where I know what I wanted to do, but I didn't know if I had, like, the guts to actually do it. And my mother would always tell me, you can't keep you can't hide your your talent and your gifts under a rock like you can't mm. do that you have to let you know you have to let it shine you have to let people feel what you have to offer to the world and so she really helped me see the positive side of following my passion because you know there is the cruel part where you know people are you know they just want they just want to hate on you or they're envious of you, and then and then they give you some sort of bad, um, you know, some bad feedback or bad energy. So because I was so, you know, worried about the negative reactions, my mom was always there to remind me of like, but you know, look what you're going to get out of it. So, mm-hmm. so I would you say know, definitely my mom. Mm-hmm. You know that that's great that you put that out there because I think a lot of times. Uh, people tend to do that in general. They have a particular gift or a particular talent, and instead of showcasing it, they they sort of, like you said, hide it under a rock or, uh, like I say a lot, hide it behind a bushel. And and we don't have a problem encouraging and pushing others, but sometimes it's difficult for us to do that with ourselves. And um, I I think that was great that your mother would tell you that, and, you know, my mom was a lot like that also. You know, you can't continue to douse your light so that somebody else's light can shine. If you've been given something, then you were given that for a reason, and, and it's really for you to be able to share that with the world. So I think that's awesome yes. that you had her to tell you that. Yes, thank you. Yes, it was very helpful. I, I definitely needed it. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what um, actually attracted you to uh, beginning your uh, career as a recording artist? Well, music just was a passion in me uh, since I was small, I mean, a baby even. My parents are uh, musicians and singers, and they would sing in different groups, and they'd take me and my brother to rehearsals. And I don't remember this because I was too small, but my mom would say uh, me and my brother would would take a nap in her keyboard case (laughs) while they were rehearsing. So (laughs) we were always, we could always hear the melodies even when we were sleeping of, of, of the music. And um, it just became a companion to me over the years, um, and I wanted to follow, you know, something that I was really passionate about. So I, I did go actually to college for one year, and that was it. I was like, okay, I, I 
I did this. I realized, um, you know, I want to I want to start going after my music career right now, and um, so that's what I did. I got multiple jobs. Um, I saved up money to record my demos. Um, I began tapping into my songwriting abilities, and um, I eventually, in 2008, signed with BSC Recordings, and then started my first album, and here I am in 2018 with, uh, you know, a lot of music under my belt, a lot of experience in the music industry. Um, I've really grown. Um, I've learned um, my intuition is, is really strong. Um, it's really important in my career to follow what I feel, especially in such a, you know, the music industry can be very uh, corrupted, so you really have to navigate around and through it, like, very smart. Like, you have to be really sharp and really smart and and know, you know, who who to trust, who not to trust, and, you know, what you want for your career. Mm-hmm. So is there any one particular song or uh, maybe one particular album that you've done that kind of stands out for you or that really speaks to who you are as a person? Well, everything I do, I try to, you know, embody that in every song, every lyric, um, just the whole vibe of, of who I am. There are certain songs, though, that stand out more than others probably or have or say more of a statement of who I am. Um, for example, my song Liberated, which is off my album Through the Veil, is very empowering, um, especially to women. Um, and the gist of it really says, um, you can try to define who I am, but I'm the one who gets to choose. So what it's saying is, you know, you can you can tell me what you think I am, but at the end of the day, I, I decide who I am. So it's... Um, you know, I just think it's a very important message for everybody, actually, because if we listen to what everybody else said about us, you know, we'd all be hiding under a rock. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's absolutely true, because I'm sure there's enough naysayers out there that, you know, that none of us would really be able to truly follow our passions if we were to stop and just right. listen to them, you know, and then listen to them all the time. Now, I know one of the things that, um, you know, as an author, they always talk about, even as a, as a life coach, they talk to us about being unique in what you do. What do you think makes Erica Kane's music unique? Well, I think I would say authenticity um, is one thing. Um, I named my second album Substance for a particular reason because I felt like in that time in music, Substance came out 2012, and it was my second album. And in that time of music or mainstream music, I guess, there wasn't a lot of depth in the music. You know, we were losing some of that. And I just felt so motivated, I'm like, well, that's it. I'm not going to follow all these trends, um, you know, and all this recycled, this recycled sound that you know everybody wants to to be. 
that doesn't have any soul or feeling. Like I want to bring substance to people's ears and that was my main motivation for recording that album. But I also embody that in all my music. I want people to feel that in all my music. And I just don't feel like there's enough of that on the radio. So mm-hmm. um, that's mm-hmm. what I try to bring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that sounds really good. I, um, yeah. <laughs> You're definitely right about that. You know, the, the choices that we've had musically has, uh, in my opinion, to a certain degree, declined somewhat. You know, I'm a, a Frankie Beverly and Mays, Earth, Wind, and Fire kind of girl, you know, real, oh, real instrument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, real musical exactly. instruments and things like that being played. And, you know, then you can go to a concert and it sounds exactly like your, what you play on your CD player because that's real music. So I definitely right. understand what you're saying. Now, who, who are some of your musical influences? Well, I've been influenced by so many artists. Um, I grew up watching musicals and old movies with my father because my father is very historical and very musical. So he wanted me to sit down and watch um, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, Judy Garland, um, you know, the the old time movies where people really sang and really danced and really performed. So, you know, I had that type of um, talent instilled in my head. And then I grew up in the 90s, so, you know, a lot of 90s music, um, obviously Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, the big the big-time artists of that time. Um, I also love India Ari. I think she's one of the most beautiful, soulful, songwriters and singers, um, and of course, the Stevie Wonders of the world, and, you know, people before my time, I listened to um, Alicia Keys, um, there's just so many, just so many artists, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's good to take from, you know, the artists that you admire, but also, you know, put yourself into what it is that you do as well. So I think that's important in most, you know, for most artists. So if you, if you had an opportunity to um, do a song, a producer's song with anybody, who would that person be for you? That would just make, <laughs> your, make your heart jump, flutter, your soul soar, you know, who would that be? Oh, my goodness. That's interesting. Um, a lot of the a lot of the greats, you know, are not here with us, so mm-hmm. it's a little dis- it's a little discouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, so I really admire Adele and the and the voice that she has and the and her success. I think she's definitely somebody that would be really amazing to work with. Okay. Okay, that's cool, yeah. Adele. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Um, it, right now within the music industry, you said a few minutes ago a little bit about how it, it's, it's so different than what it has been in the past. What to you would be one of the most challenging things that you confront as a recording artist? <laughs> well, which one do you want? It's, uh, <laughs> there's tons. Um, okay, well... I mean, being a female, 
is mm. one. I mean, mm-hmm. I've always had to, you know, maneuver and change, um, you just change paths. I had to change my paths often because it's such a male-dominated business and pretty much I would say 85% of the industry, you know, is is it's run by males and it's and you know it's mostly made up of males, which you know I didn't have a problem with until I came into situations where, um, you know, they like producers, for example, or um, just some a lot of men that I worked with, you know, before I was signed to the label, um, they try to make you feel. Um, less than or, you know, or kind of like hold you hostage. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. But, like, you know, make you feel like, you know, you, you, like you belong to them and you can't work with anybody else and you can't do this because they all just have these designs and these agendas. And I literally had to teach myself how to engineer, teach myself how to be a producer that's actually what motivated me to tap into my songwriting ability because I was working with a songwriter who, you know, actually became a little bit like um, I felt I started to feel threatened. Um, mm-hmm. My life started to feel threatened around this individual. And just just things like that, it's just like, you know what, I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to record myself. I'm going to write my own music because I, you can't depend on anybody really right. in the industry. You have wow. to you know, you you have to become independent and so you have that power. It gives you that power. So somebody isn't saying, Well, she's not going nowhere because I have a studio and she needs to record here. And it's like, uh, no, I created my own little studio, digital studio, you know, thank you, see you later. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you know, because they think they have power over you, and that's the biggest thing when I say um, the male-dominated industry. Not, not saying anything against men. I want to, you know, make that clear. But it's just the obstacles I've faced. I've also faced, you know, being an independent artist. That comes with a whole nother list of obstacles, and just people with agendas. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people can tell you anything. They can say oh, I have this great opportunity and it's going to do all these wonderful things for you. And instead of having a real business discussion, they're just trying to paint all these, you know, flowers and rainbows and money and this and that. And it's like, wait a minute, you know, this, you know, what are they looking for? Like, what is it that they really want? Because um, that's what I've learned through my experiences. And that's what I mean about my intuition. Um, really had to grow and become strong to know, you know, is this a real business discussion or mm-hmm. do you have an agenda? So, wow. that's, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, wow. So what, what advice would you give somebody that's trying to break into the industry right now? What, what would you tell them? I would tell them to know their power as an art, just as an artist, even if you're not a songwriter or producer or, you know, you don't have, you know, access to all these things, just being an artist is powerful. And I think that's what has gotten lost um, in the new way of the music industry because 
now, you know, Spotify is really like the music business, right? <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it, tur- it turned from the artist having all this influence and, and you know, being able to kind of dictate through their talent the kind of money that's made. But now with Spotify, it's like um, the artists and the content writers barely make any money, and it's just like without the artists, there is no music. And I think that that is getting lost in translation with, with the way the industry is at this moment. And so I just would say to know your power, like you have the gift, you have what people are trying to make money with. So in every opportunity, always value yourself and don't don't just do things for exposure. Don't just do things for free all the time. In the beginning, yes, I definitely had to do that in the beginning. And there's no problem with that to an extent, but but at some point you have to, you know, know your worth and say, well, you know, I need to be paid for my time. Because mm-hmm. the industry will do that. They'll say, oh, well, it's exposure, and they're making all this money off of you. And, and you're, you know, yes, you got the exposure, but you're still broke sitting at home. So <laughs> you want to get, you, you just want to feel and know that as an artist alone, like, you have, you're powerful. So just take advantage of that. Yeah. Everybody, we're speaking with singer, songwriter, producer, and visionary Erica Kane. And Erica, before you go, I'd like to give you an opportunity to tell us about any of your new projects that you have, as well as how our listeners can get in contact with you and download your music. Great. Well, I just released my new video for my single, Love Makes a Woman. The song is available everywhere digitally um, for streaming or for download. Um, the video is released on YouTube, a very exciting project, so definitely check that out. And I'm currently writing for my next album, which I plan on releasing in the summer, late summer. Um, so be on the lookout for that. You can go to my website, arafaking.com. You can also follow me on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And my handle is at arafaking. And I always engage. I'm always on there, and I'm and I'm actively, you know, <clears throat> engaging with everybody who supports me. So I'm just thankful for everybody's support, and um, thank you for letting me get my message out. I appreciate it. Erica, we are so glad that you joined us here, and uh, we would love to have you back. I believe we're going to also be featuring you in our Real Life Real Faith March magazine, so I can't wait to see that feature come out. Thank you once again. Oh, nice. Thank you so much. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody, that's Erica Kane. Get out there and connect with her on all of her social media at Erica Kane, and it spells A R I K A Kane, K A N E. And as always, we want to remind you that God can do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or think, according to the power that worketh in you. Be blessed.